Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. you absolute ping sort and welcome to undercover lover the unofficial podcast of the love island reunion 2018 yes itv2 read our letter to santa and blessed us with a brexit distraction by turning the clocks back to the summer and bringing together all the formerly loved up couples to engage in some classic christmas arguing and it means this podcast is back too Attempting to dissect 2018's answers to the last Christmas video through a feminist lens and still asking the question, what does any woman see in the owl? This week, it's not just the Islanders who are back. The beautiful Anna Codriorado is back with me, Harriet Minter, too. Welcome, Anna. Hi, Harriet. Hello. Thank you so much for sitting through that, just so you could talk about it on the podcast. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> so... 90 minutes of Love Islanders in a country house in mid-November with a snow machine, basically is what it was. Was the reunion worth it? What do you think? Was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. However, I didn't love it as much as I loved watching it during the summer. I didn't love it either. And one of the things I really felt and we talked about it a lot in the podcast over the summer was, you know, how stage managed it is and how set up it is and how much producer interference there is. But this, this almost felt scripted. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. That was, it just, it felt, it felt like there was almost no way parts of it, if not all of it hadn't been staged and scripted. Um, There were just some bits, especially um, you could even see it. I think it was when, Danny and Samira were talking about why Samira had broken up with Frankie and you could you could almost see it that they had to pretend that they hadn't spoken about it before and they obviously <laughs> had. There's actually that bit where like Danny runs up to Samira she's like oh my god I haven't seen you I was like guys I follow you on Instagram you were both doing a promo two days before this was shot. <laughs> I think I think that probably is the I think that really is what shattered the whole illusion of all of it for me is when we first encountered the islanders it was in the villa and there was no there was no real life there was no life before live island and there was wasn't yet life after Mm -hmm. but now we've had this break and they have gone out into the real world it it just felt very awkward when they were talking about you know stuff that happened on instagram or clubs that they've been to or events that they went to it just it felt really strange seeing them as actual real people who go out into the world real people who have lives where did that come from (laughs) (laughs) weren't made specifically for itvt um you have a theory that summer tv is different to winter tv yes so for me a christmas special like any good 
winter TV, especially this TV that's around the Christmas period, it has to be cozy. That that has to be the the primary goal of a Christmas special. And Love Island is just not cozy TV. So the reunion to me just didn't tick those Christmas special boxes. I think um, that's really interesting because it's not cozy TV. It's designed to be awkward and a bit uncomfortable and nervy. And in the summer, that feels really exciting. But exactly. It just felt like it was lacking a bit of heart, I thought. Exactly. And it was also, it was quite exhausting to watch. I want to watch a Christmas special and, and be lulled into a blissful <laughs> nap, sofa nap. Not, not go to bed feeling a little bit anxious. <laughs> I'm so sorry it's done that to you. Possibly <laughs> So let's have a quick recap of who's still together and who uh, isn't. Um, so still together, Jack and Danny. We'll talk about that in a minute. Still so much Kaz. to say. <laughs> and Wes and Megan. I mean, Josh and Kaz, I kind of thought were going to make it. Wes and Megan, I cannot believe they made it past the two-week mark. Who knew? Well, you've also forgotten... Adam and Zara. Oh my God, Adam and Zara. I mean, I've basically just tried to blank Adam out. So. <laughs> I mean, they, they got pretty much zero airtime in the, in the reunion, but I was very surprised that they were still together. Do you know what? This is classic though, isn't it? Because like when you're growing up and you've got your girl group and then there's a boy group and the number one love rat in that boy group is the one that gets the most airtime. You know, everyone's always talking about what he's up to and what he's doing, who he's seeing, who he's cheated on now. And then he gets a girlfriend who, sorry, Zara, is usually quite boring, very attractive, but quite boring. And he couples up with her and that's it. You just never talk about him again. That's what happened yep. to her. Yep. Uh, and I completely forgot about him. Um, Jack and Dan, so Jack and Danny are still together, but almost weren't. What so, do we think of that relationship? Is it, what do you think? Did they just have uh, another post on instagram or if they got a tv show they need to be together for I, I really don't know i really go back and forth on this because when when they first broke up i admittedly i kind of have stopped following them mm -hmm. uh post love island i followed them for a bit and then like like the rest of them i kind of got bored of their bored. of their real of their real lives um <laughs> but i was quite shocked and then when they announced that they were getting back together, I assumed it was to promote both their TV show and that they might, it might feel awkward given that the reunion had been pre-recorded. Yeah. But then seeing them on the show tonight, they, it, they seemed, I mean, obviously you can't, you can't, you can't, obviously can't base very much off this, the, yeah, the, edit, the, the 90 yeah. minute highly produced show and they did they seemed they just seemed like a happy regular couple that you know bicker about how to stuff the turkey what I did like is you know there's um I loved I mean I loved the voiceover I always love Ian because he just he took he took the piss out of it the whole way through we've got a little clip here <laughs> And Love Island's favourite couple, Primo, or possibly ex-couple if you're watching on Catch Up, Jack and Danny. Oh my I just love that. You know, the thing about Love Island is it is a the production of it is very real. You know, it mm. does take the piss out of itself. It does slightly mock the Islanders. It does slightly mock the whole culture around it. It's quite aware. 
yeah he's got that he's got that come dine with me narration yeah. down yeah um but yeah i am um, I, I still haven't i haven't made up my mind how i feel about jack and danny i think it's more a case of they're both very young and naive and yeah. maybe they don't even necessarily know they're probably just feeling everything out for themselves and they i think this is the, for both of them it's quite big significant relationships for both yeah. of them so I, I think i want to give them the benefit of the doubt oh okay we'll we'll say it's still true love yet to be proven but we'll we'll believe it for now yeah. um not together but i thought doing a very good job of basically being mildly friendly with each other whilst ignoring the other one alex and alexandra that was how to behave with your ex who's still invited to christmas dinner ah but they were never they're never that keen on each other that keen on each other they weren't a couple like some of the other couples that then broke up were yeah um and i guess i was always less interested in how they were going to come back together on the reunion um i mean also alex i have just paused to talk for a second about the mistletoe headband that oh alex was given. can we just talk about the look of absolute horror on Haley and kendall's faces when they saw that mistletoe headband but i mean it just to me epitomized and just it was such a beautiful beautiful metaphor for everything that was wrong with Alex. I know that he didn't buy it for himself, but he put it on and he engaged in it, which is, I can't, I'm going to force women to kiss me by having this mistletoe headband on, my, um, on me. Um, and I think you, also everything yeah. that's weird about Jack and Alex's relationship, you know, that they still see Alex as, and I'm sure, I'm sure that post Love Island, Alex has got laid at least once. It, but they still see Alex as this, you know, slightly bumbling, buffooning Englishman who can't possibly get a date. Mm. And I just find yeah, that, that oh, really uncomfortable. Yeah, he's their kind of pet project. Yeah, he should not be. He should grow up. I have to say that I have been in the Good Morning Britain studios with Alex, and it was really awkward because I was like, oh God, I've been so, I've been so awkward about you on my podcast. <laughs> sorry um but it does come across as a bit awkward <laughs> um other breakups what order shall we do this absolute horror show in uh sam and georgia merry christmas i mean wow going on with georgia she was explosive. I mean, she kind of, she really went in there all guns blazing and she was just spoiling for a fight. Um, I think she's done herself no favours, but I mean, towards, obviously, towards the end of the show anyway, she'd already kind of done a 180 on um, the sort of perception of her had yeah. changed quite a lot from the beginning of the show to the end anyway. But I feel she really stepped up a notch and she yeah. just... She just couldn't help but trot out the loyalty thing. I know. Although I don't know that I can ever forgive Sam for saying unloyal. I was like, oh God. Um, the thing about Georgia, when she came in, she was so loud. Mm. I mean, I, I was wondering whether her hearing had been damaged or something. She was so loud. And then the more I watched her, the more I saw this sort of really vulnerable, quite damaged person. Oh, yeah. And I definitely think you know, the backlash she got when she came out of the villa, how hard the world was on her, and I think actually how vulnerable she was when she went in anyway. 
was like, I feel like it's actually slightly traumatized you and you now just have no idea how to behave. That doesn't make her any less irritating. She's very irritating. But for me, there was definitely a level of compassion there where I just thought there is something that has really hurt you and yeah on some level been some level of trauma for you from the show I mean I think I think you're probably right and I think maybe then another another reading on how she acted on the show on the reunion is her trying so desperately to clean sort of set the set the record straight and Mm. I guess protect her image but in that kind of way of literally trying to shout louder than everybody else mm-hmm. um which on, i don't think did her any favors in the long run unfortunately no i, I worry about georgia honestly uh somebody i'm not worrying about so much <laughs> ellie and charlie charlie has i again probably because i hadn't been keeping up with um the, the couples after the show but i didn't realize he turned into the muggiest character of them all well um, you know i feel like charlie did himself no favors turning up in a peaky blinders cap really that was yeah. where it, it went wrong from the beginning <laughs> and that very tight um t-shirt as well was not really helping matters either not good um so i don't follow either Ellie or Charlie on Instagram, but when I knew the reunion was coming up, I went, I went onto both their Instagram accounts to see whether or not they were still together and worked out, no, they must have split up. But I didn't realise this whole kind of cheating thing had gone on. But two things that really struck me about it were, one, that he, you know, she found out he cheated on her, did that thing where you scream, never talk to me again when you're angry at someone. And then he was like, fine, we're done and broke up with her and announced it on Instagram. He just, it felt so cruel. Yeah. Even in, even when they had that argument. So, I mean, I, I kind of, my, um, I sort of found out all the details of this basically through the show this evening. Yeah. And even just through their argument, the cruelty on his part was just so evident. And the one thing I will say about going back to what we were talking about with this, it feeling the reunion feeling so staged, the one thing that didn't feel staged was the interaction between Ellie and Charlie. And when he, when he first walked in and Ellie was talking about how she had, she felt sick. I, I had that very visceral reaction of, I knew, I knew exactly that feeling she was describing when you see an ex and you have that kind of feeling in the pit of your stomach and it was very visceral and you could see that she really was feeling what she was describing and i thought when um megan and wes and adam and zara went into that argument and actually broke it up that was the point where i was like oh my goodness this isn't staged they are literally just sitting there arguing with them with each other and they've been doing it for so long now that the producers have actually sent the others in to break it up this is they've actually both of them slightly lost a grip on what they want to get across here. Exactly. And you could really see it in, in, on the kind of faces of Adam and Zara when they walked yeah. in there, they felt so awkward trying coming in to try and sort of appease the situation. And it just, the whole thing felt so cringe. It was really, really hard to watch. Yeah, it was um, less hard to watch. And I actually thought quite unnecessary, but good was Laura and Paul 
I was shocked that Paul dumped Laura within two weeks. I was like, at least try and make it look like you're in there for a genuine reason. But I thought they actually handled that kind of, we're stuck in a house together and we split up, but we need to sort of vaguely get on conversation quite well. Well, I think that a conversation didn't even really need to happen. I felt that Paul was pushing, trying to, it felt as though Paul was trying to get out in front of a story that Laura just was not interested in being part of. He kept making the point that he broke up with her and that he felt a certain way. And he sort of was making these backhanded comments about how she disagreed. Um, And it was Paul who instigated the conversation between the two of them. And it was quite clear that Laura didn't have any bad feelings towards him Mm -hmm. and she wasn't going to kind of blow up in his face and it um he actually made me um in the notes I wrote I just put lol Paul because um he um he just I just he just he also seemed a bit cringe but for other reasons if you're in that house if you're in that situation you've been put back into a house for a long weekend with a load of your friends and your ex would you be friends or enemies Oh, I mean, it really depends on the circumstances of your breakup. I think if my ex had cheated on me and then broke up with me over Instagram, I think I would go in all guns blazing and be be an enemy. (laughs) But if things kind of, um, you know, were fairly amicable and both parties had moved on, I think there's no reason to to not try and be friendly. Just get through. Just get through it. Do you find that thing of when you know you're going to Christmas party season, you know you're going to a Christmas party where your ex is going to be. I really felt that Georgia, bless her, had staged her entrance for how how she wanted to be seen. And even though it did go horrendously, horrendously wrong. Do you think you have to stage an entrance? I think it's very difficult not to, even if you don't. I think even if you don't want to, it's very natural to play the scenario in your mind before you actually go to the party. You have an idea of how you want to make your entrance. And I think it's it's really hard on some level. And also there's that thing where, you know, when you break up with someone for months afterwards, I don't know, possibly not you, but for, certainly for me, for months afterwards, I'm thinking, oh, I wish I'd just said this one thing. Oh, if only I'd remember to say this thing. Oh, I've got such a good comeback. Yeah, so I think if I was given the opportunity, I would be pre-planning which one of those lines I wanted to bring to the party with me. Well, especially when there's the added pressure that you know that, that this will be filmed and broadcast. Yes. So um, you definitely want to make those one-liners really zing. <laughs> Uh, even more so. <laughs> what does this all say about Love Island as a way of finding love? Does it actually work? I think it pretty much says that it doesn't work. And if anything, this has only exposed the show even more so that this is not a show about finding love. This is a show about finding hashtag SpawnCon. Um, uh, it's it's so far f- all, all that being said actually where's a Meg where's a Meg Jack and Danny uh, Adam and Zara I do you know what I think in a weird way if you think about dating today it's the problem that we have is there's too much choice 
So you can flick through Tinder and you've just got option after option after option. And so people are constantly looking for the next thing. Whereas what Love Island does is it just removes the choice. There are only a certain number of people. You've got to couple up with some of them. And I think a bit of that forced coupledom, I think it's created potentially some relationships that might not have happened otherwise. Wes and Meg being a really good example, I think. <laughs> and I, I really do believe in their love. Um, oh bless you I do I mean the way they were looking at each other and they were um there was a bit where they were having a conversation with somebody else and they were sat at a table and they thought that no one could see but they were holding hands under the table and it I thought it was very sweet oh bless them who knew that Megan and Wes were going to be the true love story of this year's Love Island Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Got a text. We've got a text or a tweet, a WhatsApp message, Instagram post, all the others. So some stuff that I pulled out of Twitter, which I thought was really good. Uh, Holly Collins, who is Deped at ITV, says, uh, The Love Island reunion is making me so nostalgic for a better time. It was warm. There was sunlight on the commute. Brexit wasn't quite as much of a shambles as it is now. And we really thought it might be coming home. Oh, summer. I definitely have to say that in the midst of the cold, dark Brexit chaos that is Britain Christmas 2018, I was really hoping for a bit of summer relief. Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's what it was trading off. And, but unfortunately for me, it didn't really take me back to those, um, to that happier summertime. It, no, we live in darker times now, and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carolyn Danielle says, how about the crew from 2017 Love Island Reunite? I would love to see Chris and Olivia scrapping one last time. I would love that. That would make me so happy. Yeah, excellent did you, TV. Did you watch 2017? 2017 was a classic Love Island. I did. Show, I think. Yeah. I, I did. Um, and I was actually thinking about how Olivia has really gone and made a, made a second <laughs> career of herself. Yeah. And 
her story is bigger than her Love Island story. Yeah, she's great. I like her a lot. Um, and then Grace Victory, talking about Ellie and Charlie, says, men will give you reason to be crazy, then turn around and call you crazy as if they didn't make you crazy in the first place. I think that was very definitely Charlie's modus operandi on this show. Yep, definitely. Obviously, it's Christmas time. We've got to decide who is getting presents and who's getting coal. Who were your Christmas angels from the show? Who did you warm to? Uh, Megan Wes. But also, I think Ellie. I think it was, I think she, I think she handled herself the best she could in what was a really, really difficult situation for her. Yeah. I think my Christmas angels were... Hmm. Who did I, do you know what I let, I did Jack and Danny doing the Christmas dinner. I mean that was heartwarming Christmas TV. Here's a little clip. Tenderize the meat a bit. You need to massage it. Yeah, tenderize it. You need it. to talk to it. What do you reckon he was cold, Jack? It looks like an Eric. <laughs> no, Dave. You're doing really well with the turkey, I must say. The way you was groping it. Yeah, like it was actually proper one. Yeah. <laughs> But you need to connect with the turkey. Massage it. Yeah. I've give done it a little that. bit of love and it'll give you some love back. Yeah, I've done all that. Is that his head or his ass? That's lovely classic Christmas wannabe panto there. I really enjoyed that. Jack and Danny are my Christmas angels. Who are you giving call to? Charlie. <laughs> Do you know who Charlie. I'm giving call to? Kendall and Eyal. And let me tell you for why, Anna, because. Kendall, A, I mean, I like Kendall right enough. She seems like a very nice girl. But nobody has milked essentially three days of TV harder than that woman. I mean, how is she even on the reunion show? Can you remember anyone who got booted out in the first week from 2017? Of course you can't. So <laughs> I'm a little bit I, over Kendall. And also... I spent, I spent most of the reunion trying to remember which one Kendall was. <laughs> and also I just I still find Yell so sleazy and I felt that that was very much a staged showmance going on there oh definitely they needed some it wouldn't be a Love Island reunion without there being at least a snog and yeah. those were those were the only viable candidates so they put them in a pool <laughs> actually my other person who I can't decide if she's an angel or if she's getting coal was Haley. on the one hand I just can't cope with anyone being that stupid and being so charmed by her own stupidity like she finds her own stupidity totally delightful <laughs> Um, but she did bring some humour to otherwise quite a dry show I did find it a bit uncomfortable to watch she to to watch how much the producers were taking the piss of how stupid she was yeah I think she's in on the joke I don't know but those are our Christmas angels we'd love to know who yours are Just come and tell us now, much like the ITV2 casting team, we've wrung about as much out of the 2018 Islanders as we can, and it's nearly time to move on to fresh meat. But before we do, this podcast will be back in 2019, so if you know someone who'd like to sponsor it, or if you just want to keep me company over the Christmas period, come talk to me on Twitter and Instagram, at Harriet Minter, or you can also chat to the delightful Anna, at Anna Cod. But before we go, we're leaving you with some wisdom from this year's Dalai Lama, a.k.a. Laura. Do you know what I mean? I think you have to just bloody forgive and forget or you'll just never move on, will you? 
and Jack and Danny are giving us a traditional Dickensian send-off. In the words of Tiny Tim, yep. God bless, bless us, us everyone. everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.